Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 132 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking to pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ander, and I'm joined this week by a man who actually last week inserted a small nugget of coal just up around his uh, derriere area. And because of the impending game of football coming up inside of the next 24 hours and the tightness of his sphincter, that little lump of coal's turned into a diamond. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, Robbie. Good, mate. Is there, is there a game of footy coming up, is there? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm led to believe that there is too late for me. So I'm just going to sit down and just watch a, a nice Netflix documentary on, you know, maybe you know, someone who, who befriends a big octopus or something like that, you know, rather than, rather than watch the game. It's just too late for me now. If you're talking about My Teacher, The Octopus, a fantastic movie, mate. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, no. It's been on the, on the to watch list, but uh, yeah. I highly recommend it. We watched it uh, maybe a week ago, 10 days ago, and uh, it was the day before... Uh, homeschooling went back for Stella. So Stella's in year eight, she's 14. Yeah. And, and we watched the movie and it was so inspirational that she said, dad, tomorrow morning, can we get up first thing in the morning and go snorkeling off the pier down at, uh, at Port Melbourne here? Wow. And I took a deep breath and I thought, well, follow your dreams. All right. Let's, right yeah. I'll go down with you. So we rode our bikes down in our wetsuits at uh, 6.30 in the morning, jumped off the pier yeah. Swam around for a bit. Couldn't see anything. It was so murky. <laughs> was the best visibility. <laughs> Couldn't find the octopuses. Octopi. The, the, the octopi. Yeah. Octopi. And, uh, and really couldn't see much. Uh, and, and then came home. Actually, it, was very, it felt very invigorated, though. I can see why the icebergers do that sort of thing and, and, uh, and go for those early morning swims because it's very invigorating. There is something good to it. Like on the days where I actually extract the digit and get out and have a, um, get the paddle board out. Um, before I go to work, it's it's terrific, isn't it's it? Nice, yeah, isn't it? yeah, uh, and different and different to when, like I, I get out and go for a run. Like getting out and going for a run's good, but there's just something about being in the water. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, hello to all of our listeners that d- don't live anywhere near the water. You know, and the, and that their only experience of uh, getting near the water in the morning is you know, splashing their face in the basin or maybe having a shower. Well, that could be invigorating too, depending on how you have your shower. As we were talking earlier off air, mate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, now, what have you been getting up to this week? You've been sending me through some salacious photos that you uh, may want to uh, may want to talk about. Yeah, an enjoyable, actually, really enjoyable surgery during the week. I mean, it's not not often you, you do a surgery, you come out of it. I just felt very rewarded by it. I had a, um, an owner bring a cat in that um, that they said had eaten some string, right? Essentially, and. And I sort of said, well, you know, how, how do you know? And, and they said, well, yeah, we were in the other room and the cat does like to grab ends of string and just kind of keep bunching it and bunching it and, and chewing and chewing and yeah. chewing and pull it into their mouth. So it wasn't that the cat was sort of playing with it. And they said, um, and we came out from the other room, we'd been, you know, doing something for, for a little while. And there was the cat with a bit of string just sort of hanging out the side of its mouth. Wow. And they yeah. you know they're sort of going, oh, oh what, what you been up to, Tiger? And Tiger's going, what? What are you talking about? What? 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 What do you mean? What, string? What is it? Is there something on something on my face? What's going on? How do you know? How do you know? And so, I mean, unfortunately, what they did was uh, they did try to sort of tug the string a little bit. Uh, yep. I imagine the cat didn't enjoy that too much, and then they they actually chopped the string off. Oh, okay. Which maybe you know, uh, in hindsight, I sort of think possibly if they brought in with the string still hanging out and got it to us early enough, we could have maybe sedated and maybe gently teased it back up the surface. But anyway, as it turned out, saw the whole thing and, um, and they came in, I think they came in maybe 24, 48 hours later and um, sort of said, Oh, you know, I, th- I think we need to do surgery. This, this is, you know, it wasn't the guy said it was uh, 90 centimeters of string. That, that is cat. a lot of string. Yeah. And so yeah, surgery, open it up um, and just got some fantastic footage of, which I sent to you of me just gently just teasing the string out of the intestines surgically. And it was, it was really satisfying just to sort of feel it just coming out as one big long string right out of the intestines it was great. So we might put those photos on, um, on the socials. I think if I get a chance. 
Yeah, I was wondering whether it was going to be one of those ones as you're pulling it out that then all of a sudden out starts coming some, you know, colored handkerchiefs and <laughs> yeah, then some clowns and things like that, you know, like the very nice. Yeah, like the the vaudevillian, uh, you know, comedy comedy troops. So, so oh, no, it's, it's always good um, pulling out string things out of cat's intestines. Uh, well, uh, that's sort of surgery I find very satisfying because you fix them, you know, you go in surgically fixed. No, there's generally, hopefully, no complications, um, and and they go really well. You know, there's no, yeah. you know, it's just just a, a, it's not a simple procedure, but it's a it's a fun one. So I actually really enjoyed that. Was there any plication of the intestines, like the intestines no. bunched up at all? So it was just sitting in there. I was mainly sitting in the stomach, and then probably about thirty centimeters had gone down into the duodenum, doubled over. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh, no, there was no no issues going on yet, which was which is good. Yeah. That obviously got it early enough. But um. So were you able to pull it all out of the stomach, or yes. was it, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Then yeah. yeah st- stomachs love healing. Yes. Yes. Really easy. Yes. Yeah. Really. Really good procedure. Yeah. It's fantastic. Nice How about one. you, mate? How's oh, your week I'd, been? Well, I just about had a uh, an owner pass out in the car park uh, this week, so um, oh, yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering whether or not you were going to be, um, you know, wondering what I was going to be talking about here with uh, what I had on the run sheet, you know, talking about flies eyes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Well, they, they hadn't, they hadn't just had a shower, weren't a shower, had they? Just, uh, they hadn't, no, no, but they, no, but they, they, they might have, uh, yeah, they, they might have, they, 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 their heart rate may have gone up a little bit. So they um, uh, brought their dog in for a, uh, for a, arthritis injection yep. um, and they said oh look and why are you can you can you just have a look at the eye because their eyes been it's eyes been a little bit red been getting a little bit of discharge and things like that go, okay right and so i just had a, had a quick look and i could see something down on the uh down on close to the eye going oh hang on so you know when yeah we vets nonchalantly we just gently pull down the eyelid yes. and just retract back the globe and have a look and I could see a little fly down in the down in the conjunctiva. And I've gone, oh, it's just a little fly in here. Let me see if I can get it. I turn around and the owner's like doubled over running around the car going, no, no, just take it inside. I don't want to do it. Okay. Will do. That's fine. Sorry about that. You know, sometimes we get a bit complacent, Lewis, and forget that, you know, easy things of putting pressure on eyeballs and stuff is just come second nature to wee vets. But uh, sometimes owners aren't quite as... Uh, I'm quite as used to it. And it's interesting. I reckon the eyes are a very squeamish body part for a lot of owners. It seems like they can handle a lot of things, but sort of once you start doing things with eyes and you know, bits and pieces, even talking about them, owners really get quite funny about it. So I can appreciate that person nearly passing out. Yeah, we had a nurse who had such an eye phobia that if we were doing eye surgery, she wouldn't be able to um, assist. She'd have to swap out with the other nurse. Right. So, and again, we just find that hey, we're, we're an inclusive workplace yep. and we can, we can deal with it. But this nurse also had, and uh, any of my current nurses listening, um, they will know exactly <laughs> who we're talking about. Um, hi, JJ, if you're listening. Uh, and um, she also had quite a, um, a, co- a cotton wool phobia. Yes. Well. I don't nurse like that. Yes. Yes. So, so, so what, um, I may or may not have one day, Lewis, been looking at a dog's eye, uh, and, and while she's there, sort of just helping to <laughs> helping to assist, and I, I may or may not have had a cotton wool ball in the palm of my hand, and that while I was looking, I just sort of flicked the cotton wool ball out with my thumb, right? So I sort of flicked out this thing as though it's coming out from the eye, and the cotton wool's gone near her hand, and I was ready to catch the dog because I knew that. There may have been a reaction and, and there was, and, and it wasn't as much of a reaction as what it could have been. So she did very, very good. But yeah, yeah. She called me some names, Lewis, that I can't repeat here. <laughs> well, mate, funny, mate. We seem to have a similar sense of humor. I do remember that allegedly one day there might've been a vet. Allegedly. Yeah. The, we, uh, we had a nurse with a bit of cotton wool phobia and the vet may have allegedly jumped in front of that nurse in the consult room with uh, cotton wool in their ears, up their nose and in their mouth, just start chewing it around between the front teeth. <laughs> That's allegedly so. It's good to know we're caring about vet nurses and we look after them. It's, it's all about de- phobias, desensitization, and we can talk about this after vet nurse day too. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Do appreciate them everything they do, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, I reckon of um, yeah, you know, we talked the other way. I think you talked a little bit about uh, the mask, wearing of mask, and that sort of thing. And the thing I've yes. noticed. For us, is you know we're letting clients back into one client in the consult room with it with one pet sort of at the moment, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm finding with the mask on that I'm learning a lot about the way I communicate with people. Yes, and I reckon I I don't know if it's me personally, but personally uh, I do think maybe I talk with a really quite generally a monotonous voice. 
Right. Um, and I use my facial expressions a lot to show that I'm making a joke or that I'm in anguish about the decision we need to make or that I'm saddened by the fact that, you know, that the pet is unwell or, yeah, um, yeah. you know, or we're talking costs and I'm like, Oh gosh, yeah, that's expensive. I know those sorts of things. But with my mask covered up, I'm finding that I realize that people don't really know what emotion is going with it and potentially they're, they're misinterpreting what I'm saying. So I've started actually being, much more demonstrative and like, uh, you know, sort of when I'm, when I'm smiling, I'm actually doing a little, <laughs> you know, sort of a chuckle at the same time to, yes. to show people or when, uh, you know, I'm describing how I'm feeling, you know, I realize this is a really hard decision and I, you know, and, and I don't know if, have you been finding that at all? Um, I, I, it's interesting you say, you know, now you sort of, you sit back and you reflect on how it is that you communicate. I think I'm, um, I, I move a lot. You know, so I sort of, you know, if I'm, if it's, if we're talking business, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, very, very still. But if it's, if it's sort of talking about different pathways of doing things, I'm moving my hands and I'm moving yep. my body and my shoulders a lot. And so there's, um, you know, I, I guess I'm quite animated with the way yep. that, I, that, that I, that I talk. Um, I, I think I've got a bit of a squeaky voice anyway. You know, not, not, not completely chip monkey, but, um, you know, I, I do, I do find myself sometimes sort of inflecting probably higher than what I should do. Right. So, yeah. Um, okay. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting what you, what, what you say with that, that, um, yeah, you know, I think uh, it's. And I think I've had, I've had a few issues with it. I think where the owners, where the dogs are sort of quite sick. Yeah. Um, and one of the options I've sort of given you, know, we've gone through a list of potential possibilities and you know, options and, and you never sort of bring it up the first thing, but when they're really quite a sick pets and you think that euthanasia might be something we need to start quality of life, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's when that sort of stuff's been talked about, I've found that I'm perhaps not conveying in my eyes well enough or in what I'm saying well enough that it's causing me a lot of anguish to bring that up as well. So yeah, right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just something I'm finding with the mask. So anyway, it, is it, it work in progress? Uh, maybe it, maybe you need a little bit of a soundtrack, you know, like you need a little, you know, like you need a laugh track for when you're making a joke or maybe a little, um, bomb, bomb, bomb. When you say, look, you're, you, you, you've got a blocked cat, bomb, 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 you know, or, or, um, is there, is there any footy on this weekend? All right. That had uh, for anyone that had twelve minutes on their sweep card, <laughs> how long it was going to take Lewis to start playing the Richmond theme song? Bingo! Uh, yeah, bingo! You can call Bingo, and Lewis will send you a a signed uh, a Two Vets Talk Pet sticker. Well, if they're in America, Decal Gal will line that up for Decal, you. Decal, yeah, 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 yeah. Decal Gal can sign it. That's right. Actually, that's a good point. We do have a live show coming up this weekend, don't we? That, we forgot to put in the run sheet. We do, yes. Good, good time to bring it up. We're teaming, we're being interviewed or we're teaming up with... Special the, guests on? Yeah, from, yep. from Flynn's Talk. So the, yep. uh, the, the mental health organisation that's, I suppose, it's called Flynn's Walk, but we haven't been able to have the walk um, in memory of uh, Flynn, a vet that um, unfortunately... Um, uh, took, took his, his life took his uh, last life. year. Yeah. 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 A couple of years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. Now. Two years. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so we haven't been able to walk this year. So, so there is a Flynn's talk, which is another podcast, fantastic podcast to get onto um, about um, uh, mental health in the veterinary profession. But we're on, on Sunday night, uh, 7 p.m., um, Melbourne, Australia time. Is that Australian As Eastern? Australian Eastern summertime. Right. Yeah, 7 p.m. Um, I think it's on, on their Facebook feed, isn't it? Or? Yeah, and it's on our Facebook feed too. So awesome. Um, get on there. We've got decal gal Claudia will be making an appearance. So it'd be good to have everyone uh, everyone on there and ask some questions, you know? Yes. If uh, ask ask why why Richmond was so good in the grand final and what how did they win? What you know, maybe maybe ask Robbie that. Or or how Lewis is maintaining his hydration after the little cats beat the big cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We just don't know what's going to happen, do we? So yeah, check us out. Come and say good day. We'd love to. We'd love to hear as many as people as possible. It's a live. I think it's a live Facebook, or it might be a live Zoom. I don't know. Yeah, we're supposed to be getting dressed up for it, but you know, I, given that we had to hire our tuxes, I'm just going to you know get, get get the sharpie and I'm just going to cut out a little uh, cardboard cut out of a of a bow tie and just just tie that around the around the neck. I think. Oh mate, I've I've hired the tux. That's all good. Have you? Yeah, yeah I'll just put it on the account, the joint bank account, mate. That's all right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably just have the top half, so that's all right. You know, business up top and no, pleasure just, down below. Just the bottom half, mate. That's all we need. <laughs> that's all we need. A little bow tie. All nice. good. 
All righty, we move on to the sponsors. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much, Zilkeen, um, our uh, mild anxiety-relieving medication. Um, alpha Cazozapine, it's a, a highly refined milk protein, Lewis. So it's very, very natural, very, very safe. can be used with uh, a myriad of other medications, be they behavioral or other things, and uh, lots and lots of different applications. So um, I, um, I was talking to some owners this week who have uh, had a cat that's been... Uh, uh, toileting inappropriately since they've uh, had uh, bought a baby home. Yeah. So, um, oh. so, so that was um, I. But that's the only thing I could think of that I was going to be able to help them out with because, to my knowledge, there's no books that have been released on it, Lewis. Not, so. not once the baby's born, there isn't, Robbie. But thank you for bringing it up. There is a book if you are owning cats or dogs and you're pregnant, called "Tell Your Cat You're Pregnant." An essential guide for cat owners who are expecting a baby. Thanks, Robbie, for bringing that up. I really appreciate right. that. We haven't done a plug for, for a little while. Available in all good bookstores, Amazon, babyandpet.com.au, Robbie's, Robbie's Clinic. Hey, hang on. This is, this is on Zilkeen's dime, not on your <laughs> dime, mate. You know, you get, you know, um, I'm not paying nothing. Have you thought about doing a, um, like a, a prequel, how to tell your dog and cat to get nicked while you're trying to get pregnant? No, I haven't. An expert's guide on how to you know, keep an animal-free boudoir while you're trying to... I don't think I'm an expert at that. Well, you've, you've, you've done it twice, mate. You know, that's a, you know, you've, got, you've got some sort of runs on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, just a little peek into the, into the Kirkham bedroom. Thanks, mate. That's, that's good. That's so delicate care. <laughs> yes. Our other sponsor. Well, a way that you can distract your animals is by feeding them delicate yes. care. Yes. Yes. Put a time feeder out. Opens up and just uh, they'll come running for the food. Uh, great, great lot of food from Delicate. Really appreciate their support. I'm sure they'll love that lead into to, to their, uh, their What a segue. Yeah, oh no, fantastic. They've got a cognitive support coming though soon. So terrific. Um, keep, keep an eye out for that one. I keep, uh, I keep forgetting about that one. Yeah. What, what one? So, yeah, yeah. That, that just, it's brilliant. Brilliant. But they have got, they've got a skin and stomach. They've got mobility support. They've got weight management. They've got dental and dental treats. So go and check them out, guys. They are Australian owned. Uh, big fan of their, big fan of their foods. Um, yeah, go, go and check it. High quality, very good quality control as well. Australian made. Yes. Made over in Perth. Which is important when we get to a, a topic coming up in a moment about yes. quality control potentially. Absolutely. And, and also... Speak- and, yep. and quality control. Gee whiz, just imagine, you know, that you wanted to uh, keep supporting the quality uh, broadcasting that you're hearing here at the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. You can go to patreon.com, Lewis, and you can search for Two Vets Talk Pets and you can, uh, for as little as $2 a month, Lewis or the decal gal will uh, send you out a sticker. You know, help to support us. You know, if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't like what you're hearing and you want to send us a personal message to tell us to shut up, you know, we'll listen to you for as little as $2 a month. Maybe, maybe you just want a little bit of uh or you don't yeah. want that. Let us they know. Probably, they probably only want a little bit of it. A little bit. Well, a little, we'll do a little bit every so often. That sounds good. I like every that. now and then. As long every as we win. Yeah. As long as we win. Oh, no, no. We're going to be hearing all. We're going to talk about it in depth next week if they don't win. Let me tell you, I'm going to try and get Gary Ablett Jr. to come on so that we can talk. And Patrick Dangerfield, that finally he gets the premiership that's alluded in, the thing that Nathan Buckley missed out on. He's going to make him the complete champion that he is. We're going to talk to all of those stars next week. Yeah, you know, if they and if if it doesn't, if if Richmond win, then yeah, now the podcasts are over forever. And if Richmond wins, we'll just play this whole episode, whole episode. Yeah. Alrighty, now what has been the news this week? Apart from this, the knees, mate. Yeah, what? Tell tell us about the late breaking story, mate. That's in the news. Yes. Anyway, but we're boring the listeners. Now this, I got an email this week. I don't know if you got it, mate. Are you a member of the Australian Veterinary Association? I am. Yes. Uh, I got an email uh, and it intrigued me. It was uh, a pet fast identification of mega esophagus cases in dogs. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Now pet fast is a, uh, it's a joint initiative between the Australian veterinary association and the pet food industry association of Australia or PFAR to identify health problems potentially associated with pet foods. Mm. So really good initiative, um, you know, fantastic sort of thing. The idea I think came about because of those, that there was some recall food advance, had some food, derm, pet, derm, uh, derm, derm, uh, any one of their products caused. Yeah, the skin one. 
That's right. Yeah, thanks, mate. From the advance, um, caused some mega esophagus in some police dogs uh, probably 18 months ago now. And I think yeah. it's sort of, sort of come out from that. So I got this email and I thought, wow, okay, here we go. So a cluster of cases of mega esophagus in dogs has recently identified by the pest pet fast system. Whilst this uh, is being investigated as a potential pet food associated adverse effect, no definitive causal link has been identified and this is a precautionary alert. Okay, no worries. We advise any owners whose dogs have recently started vomiting or regurgitating or are concerned about their pet's health to contact their veterinarian as soon as possible. Well, regardless of this, we'd advise you to do that anyway. If a veterinarian suspects a food-associated illness, particularly megasophagus, this information should be logged via the PetFast system as soon as possible via the below button. It is recommended that any dog with megasophagus receive supportive care, including diet change. End of message. Right. What's missing, Robbie? As a what vet, the food is. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. Is it every food? Yeah. We've got to stop feeding all the dogs. Why it's the only this- way we can stop megasophagus is to starve them all to death. Why have an email like that that tells us just do your job and not give us more information? I, I don't know. I just, I, I really find that incredible. It makes but, you want more, Lewis. Yeah. What is there? Are there more legal minds at it than there were when we interviewed Ron from the, from the cat lover show and he didn't. Oh, like hang, on, hang on. Hang yeah, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. The lights what? have started flashing. Well, is there, is there a legal aspect to it? Why can't, Pet fast, name it. Why? They've got an inkling. Why can't they? Why can't they go a bit further? So, I thought. Well, this is this doesn't seem right. Did you do some snooping, Lewis? Well, I was doing some deep content search, Robbie, on uh, on the on the on the dark web. Yeah. No, on the intranets. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just happened to stumble across right this article on Facebook. Are you listening, lawyers? Important. Vegan pet product recall. Oh. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So vegan pet dry dog food, one kilogram and 15 kilogram bags. Batch Jeez, number. Variation. Batch number 02026021. Expiry date 21st of July, 2021. Message from vegan pet. Now, I'm sure this is unrelated to anything we've talked about already, but uh, the health and welfare of all animals has always been important to us. And the underlying reason why we started distributing vegan pet over 20 years ago, we are deeply concerned by reports we've received of dogs being afflicted with mega esophagus. Ooh. Right. Hello. Oh, that's, that's weird. Oh, yeah. okay. What a coincidence. What an interesting coincidence. You're right. Yes. With what I just talked about two minutes ago. From the AVA. Yeah, now I found this on on uh, on the uh, the amazing Facebook. Yes, knees getting a little bit sore there, Robbie. Are they? You just they are a little bit. I'm just going to sit down on my hips for a little bit, then I'm going to go back down on my knees again in a little bit. Anyway, we are in separate rooms. Just so everyone knows we're doing this by Zoom. Uh, while we, yeah, do- I'm, I'm not in, I'm not on my knees while we're doing this in the same room as Lewis. So just everyone, <laughs> everywhere, everyone can relax. Yes. yes. Do you, do you want to move the cushion, mate? That's uh, just getting in my way a little bit there. Yeah. Now, t- tell me about this mega, mega esophagus, mate. While we do not presently have any reason to believe that this multifactorial condition can be caused by a Vega pet. And they've put Vega pet. I'm not sure if that's a spelling mistake. It might need to say vegan pet, dry dog food. Out of an abundance of caution, we want to take all steps possible to avoid any risk of harm to any dogs and are therefore recalling our vegan dry dog food immediately. Right. We confirmed this recall relates only to one batch of vegan dry dog food batch number 02026021, which is printed on the outer foil bag in the 15 kilogram product. And on the one kilogram bag, it is readily identified by the expiry date, 21st July, 2021. Please dispose of this food and cut out the batch codes and expiry dates to enable us to keep track of the number of bags and to enable your reimbursement. Right. Now, I disagree with that. Do not throw out the food. Yeah. Hold Do not. It. Yes. Save it so for testing. It can be tested. Exactly. Yeah. Don't throw out the food. If you've got that food... Don't feed your dog. Change the food, potentially. Yep. And uh, and save the food in case testing needs to be done on the food. So I was I must say well, I did this search for this deep content search, potentially looking yes for content for the podcast. It was uh, yesterday, 
yesterday morning. And as of yesterday morning, I couldn't find this on their website. Which oh, is really? Interesting. Yeah, I would have thought possibly that would be on the website. Maybe it is by now. Maybe I've I've um I've misread it or couldn't find it. But I did have to search quite deeply to find it. And there was a little bit of discussion of maybe this product is fed to a lot of greyhounds. Okay, right. There, yeah. were, there were a few greyhounds on a vet group that I'm talking about that have been afflicted that are on this food too. So whether oh. it's related to perhaps some sort of program where greyhounds are rehomed, I don't know. No yeah. idea. Well, I guess the interesting thing then is if you've got, because absolutely, you know, they're right that it is a multifactorial condition, but given the the cases of mega esophagus with the advanced food, and if there is any correlation with uh, dogs developing mega esophagus on this food, well, then maybe they should be comparing what's in the two different foods because, you know, there may be something there that's similar, then, then they can go... Yeah wow, hang on, you know, there is a, yeah, because all when it happened with the advanced food, we had no idea why in the hell it would have happened. Now, if we've seen a second case of it, maybe now it's a time where they can actually sit down and go, okay, right, well, let's do some, you know, as you say, testing, not just the advanced food, but this stuff as well and seeing, right, well, what's what's similar there? Looking for certain, you know, bacterial toxins or, yeah. you know. Ingredients, or, whatever, yeah. Ingredients, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just anything that's similar. Yeah, the interesting thing is, I do know in the certainly in the food manufacturing industry in Australia, that every time, say, you're uh, Mr. Vegemite, Mrs. Vegemite, yep. you're producing the Vegemite. Every time you produce a new batch of Vegemite, you need to keep a sample of that batch at your at your facility, yeah. So that at any stage they can come back and you can test any of those batches. I don't know how many years you need to keep it for. You know, it might might be five years. I, I don't know the actual thing. Do they have that sort of thing for the foods and for dog foods or cat foods? And I'd be suspicious that some of the smaller companies possibly would not have that. Uh, certainly the big companies do because yeah, right. they, they, they have that all set up, ready to go. Like the, um, uh, when we were initially talking with delicate care, they were talking about that, that they always keep a, um, a sample of every batch of every food that they make for that exact reason. Yeah. So they, yeah. And as much as anything, so they can go back through and test what the, and this, this is, you know, here we go. Delicate care. You're getting a little bit of a, uh, you know, an extra sousant for your, you know, for, for your, for your buck there. Um, but it's also, then they can go back through and quality quality test each of their batches and be making sure that what they've said is in the food is actually in the yeah. food. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, that's, uh, I, that I hadn't been across that until the, uh, until the thing came through, but yeah, you'd interesting that the AVA didn't go to mention the food. Certainly when, um, when the advanced one was on the, you, you couldn't help it fall over yeah, that's you know, true. the name of it. So yeah, that's true. I just thought, yeah, I thought what's the point of sending that email if they're not going to actually pin the tail on the donkey, you know, um, like we have, maybe we're doing the wrong thing legally. We're going to get a little right. Maybe, maybe this, uh, maybe this podcast will go on the cutting room floor. Like like when Ron's one did. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we'll just play a bit more of this then. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought out, brought up about tigers, mate, because um, if you could check your uh, email address just now, I'd like you to check out the, uh, uh, check out a you photo. That I just, yeah. yeah, I have. yeah. Yes, just yes, getting it up now. A link for yeah. So so the article Whoa. that I have it's that's, called that's not safe for work, is it? Mate? Oh, no. all right, no, gotcha. No, yeah. check, check the check the other one, mate. Yeah. The other oh, one. yeah, the other one. That's yeah. right. No worries, yeah. got the check, other one now. Yep. Check 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 the one that's called the embrace. that has got the tiger on it. Not not the other one that's called the embrace. <laughs> oh, that gorgeous is that. So so this is from BBC News um, by Jonathan Amos. Um, Hidden cameras hugging tiger wins wildlife photo award. That's so gorgeous. Um, so I was going through and having a look here. So um, Sergey Gorshkov's uh, winning uh, a wildlife photographer of the year image called the embrace. Uh, the article goes on to say this photograph is one of the rarest creatures on earth. Um, you have to be incredible uh, to photograph one of the rarest creatures on earth. You have to be incredibly skilled and remarkably lucky. But Sergei Gorshkov is clearly both, as demonstrated by a stunning picture of a Siberian or a Muir tiger deep in the forests of Russia's far east. Uh, the female tiger is seen embracing a tree, rubbing herself against the bark to leave her scent and mark ter uh, territory in the land of the Leopard National Park. Now, um, just in that image, Lewis, if you have a look at that image, which it is a stunning image, you know, of a, of a tiger just 
wrapped around a, a, a tree trunk, you know, with the, that happy closed eyes, the ears are back, the whiskers are out sort of look there that I'm sure as a, you know, as a vet who has a, a more than a passing interest in behavior, which I think is the way that we're allowed to describe your, uh, you know, yes. your, your further studies that you've done, a vet with a, a more than passing interest in behavior. <laughs> That that's got to be the sign of a of a happy happy cat there, but um, I'm I'm curious as to try and work out how they've nailed that it's actually a female because you know I mean that's also a you know I and mean, I can't yeah I'm trying to ascertain as to whether or not there's any distinctly female bits there because gee whiz it could be taken as a potentially a male cat having as also a fairly you know uh, enjoyable time. Leaning up against the tree trunk. Oh, you think it's it's more than just a complexi bus, but uh, using the Latin term for the embrace, a bit like, is it la 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 conda la? Uh, what's the Mona Lisa called? Uh, oh, I forget. Anyway, the Mona anyway, Lisa. I digress. Anyway, yeah. so, um, well, so you, you're trying to say that it's it's a it's a sexual pose mate so we're trying to say oh no 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 i'm just i'm just hoping that they are correct that it is a female you know and if it if you if it is a female tiger who's just leaving her pheromones because this looks like you know parker to a degree when he's grabbing a hold of his uh of his <laughs> scratching post and just right. having having a good scratch and rubbing his face up against things obviously you know leaving his pheromones uh, on there but uh yeah just trying to work out because you, you certainly can't see from the angle of whether or not there's any training wheels hiding behind the behind the back legs there. no but i think when you the next photo they show in the frame they, they actually the, the kids come up and and uh and nurse on the mum so i think that sorts it out for them, mate. oh is it oh yeah oh, oh yeah oh there you go yeah um, yeah the, the the thing that I found thought was uh, quite interesting with this as well is that um you know where, where they're talking about the the skill of the photographer um uh, further down in the article it goes on to say that um uh, consider this the camera trap that took the winning picture was left in the field for ten months before its memory card with its pressure precious image file was recovered so ten months worth of a tree. <laughs> You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Sergio, because this is a, obviously a stunning photo, and I think uh, you know we can all appreciate how how good looking and and again the you know that they are just big cats, you know whether or not the the tigers or just normal domestic cats are going to win the premiership or not, it's hard to say. But um, oh, you think it's a sign, mate? It's a sign, is it? Well, that the well, yeah, I was going. <laughs> is that where you go? Is it a sign? Well, I was I was kind of going there, and I tried to back out from it, but then you you sort of bumped into me from behind and pushed me over the line there a little bit. Um, Mo but, Mona uh, Lisa, La Gioconda. There we go. La Gioconda. There yeah. you go. So um, this is ple Omni Omniplexibus, the embrace in the Latin. Embrace. Yeah, oh, the, in Latin. Thank you very much for that. I was That's talking talking to someone, one of the dads from school today up at the park about how Latin was a dead language and, and glad to, glad to see that it's not quite dead yet. Not in my cerebral hemisphere, man. It's, uh, I'll, I'll bring that anytime you like. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Terrific. Plexi bus. Terrific. Yeah, um, could, you, could you imagine going through 10 months worth of, uh, you know, just pictures of a tree just to try and get the one shot of a tiger? One with a tiger was it? Yeah. People got a bit of time on the hands there in lockdown. I can, they sure I can do. See, see myself doing that, I suppose. Maybe. Anyway, mate, that's that's uh, that, that that's me done. Well, speaking of lockdown, quarantine yes. names. Right. Yeah, pets. Yeah. Uh, so these are lots of kittens and puppies coming through the clinic. Yes. Rona. Done, done a bit of a, a survey at my clinic. And, oh, okay. Uh, yes. Still pending. Still uh, results. Still pending. So we'll go yes. to Steve Dale Pet World. Okay, who, uh, right. who's done his own little study. Number one, most popular, this is in America, popular pandemic name, mate. You, you've gone, you're going with uh, Trump. Trump? No. Or close. Donald. Close. Donald. Fauci. Oh, Fauci. 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 Right. The most popular pandemic pet name. Number two. Number two. You had it before. Oh, is that Trump? No. Or Donald? Oh, I thought you said Rona. Corona. Oh, Rona. Yeah. Cor okay. Corona. Yeah. Corona. Uh, Tina. Tina, Tina, short, Tina Corona. Short for quarantine. Ah, uh, Quarantina, right. Yeah. Is it, this isn't just a, a, a comedian that's just coming up with funny animal names to do with the quarantine. Is there, is not, there, is not there a sure Steve Dale's a pretty serious guy. Oh, is he? I, actually, well, interestingly, when 
Oh, my first book came out. Thanks for bringing that up, Robbie. Tell your oh. dog you're pregnant. An essential guide for dog owners who's expecting a baby includes a CD baby sounds and toy noises. For, for anyone that's still pregnant, got a CD player. Pregnant. Yeah, well, you can get it via MP3 download oh. from the website, babyandpet.com.au. Thanks, thanks Robbie. Um, I, yeah, don't digress because when that book came out, he, Steve Dale wanted to, he's got a radio show over in America somewhere. He's very good behavior. He's not a vet, but he's a good behavior guru. He's, he's, he's very up to date with that stuff. He actually... Email me, said, oh, you know, I, I want to interview you. And I said, oh, that's great. Yep, yep, you know, we, we can do an interview. And then he sent me, and he, he said, oh, my producer will be ringing you in five minutes. I'm like, mate, it's, it's midnight here in, <laughs> in Australia. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for me to get on the phone. I've got kids asleep. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. We didn't end up getting into chat. But anyway, I digress. Number three, number four, Zoom. Just Zoom. Right. Okay, yeah. What we're using now. Uh, five, Covey. Covey? Yeah. Covey, yeah. COVID, short for COVID-19, obviously. Q. For quarantine. Quarantine. Panda. Yeah. Oh, Panda. I like Panda. I like Panda. Panda. Like Panda's the top of my list I so agree far. with you yes. too as well. I agree with you. And with the pandemic baking on the rise, some contemporary names, number one. Sourdough. Yes. How did you know? But two, two types. Two, right. two types. Uh, one... The uh, recent sourdough bakers, that's, that's one. Second one is old school sourdough bakers from way back. So we don't confuse them, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Christine upset. is going to be very happy that you've, yes. uh, that you've made that distinction. Distinguished. Exactly. Yes. Uh, second one, cho- chocolate chip. Oh, for the know. cookies? Well, I guess so. I don't know many dogs called ch- or cats called chocolate chip. I'm glad you've said that this is America because I can categorically say I've not seen one animal uh, from with any of these names coming into my clinic at I all. I reckon I've seen a panda. You've seen a panda, have I've you? I've seen a panda. I, I saw a limo. Limo. A limo. And I didn't know what – it was a little uh, dachshund, really cute dog actually. And uh, his name was Limo. And I said, um, uh, is it Limo or Limo? And she said, oh, well, we were joking about how it's a bit stretched. Stretch, stretch so limo. it's a limousine. Oh, limo, right. Okay. She goes, yes. uh, we keep telling people and we have to explain. I've got, hmm, might need to reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, I got it straight it. away. But yeah, being a, being a Daxi, once it starts getting the um, IVDD, the intravertebral Daxin disease, yeah, it'll be like the, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll have its little pop top window at the top, just like a, just like a stretch limo. So they can... <laughs> Go in there and pop the disc oh, out. Not all troopers. All right. Uh, cooking. Hershey, cupcake, cookie, and banana. Banana? Oh, for banana bread. Banana bread. And the pandemic pursuit is happy out. So we've got Merlot, Cabbie for Cabernet, Champagne, spelt incorrectly, Guinness, and Margarita. I haven't right. seen any of those. No, I have seen a Guinness, but certainly not. Like he's 15 years old. So, right. you yeah, know, not, he, not a recent one. Not a recent one. But then Steve Dale does mention Reader's Digest have done six more names, and this might be more like it Cyrus. Cyrus the virus. Oh, wow. That's from, um, that's from, uh, um, uh, the one Nicholas of your Cage pop movie, culture, um, Marvel. Um, no, 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 no. It was Nicholas Cage where he was on a plane. Oh, he's um, got the whole oh, world yes, yeah. in his hands. Yeah. He's got the whole wide world. Put yeah. the bonnet back oh, in the box. Con Air. Good Con Air, yeah. Steve Welcome Bashimi. to Con Air. Steve Bashimi, he's very creepy in yes. that movie. Very creepy. Uh, Panda, they said Panda as well. Rona. With the Rona, yeah. Yep. Hoarder. Okay. Hugger. Oh, no, 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 that might be Hordor. Hordor. No, from, no. Um, oh, like Mordor, Hordor. Yeah, Hordor from um from Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah, Hordor. H-O-A-R-D-E-R. All right. I don't yep. know that. Hugger and Vax or Vaccine with an X. Vax. Vax, Vax. the Dachshund. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if they're that. That must be American, mate. There's some, some strange things happening in America at the moment and our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in America. I hope they make it through this election, you know, process. Wow. You know? Let's not get into politics. Let's get on disclaimer though. Uh, all advice on this show is generally in nature, especially the political comments. So please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing and, and recalls can happen at any time and we are in no way you know, responsible for, you know, what things we find on Facebook. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. Um, I feel a need to take a break. Lewis, how about you? 
Sounds like a plan, mate. Let's. Uh, we got any music we can go out to the break on? I mean, you got any ideas at all? Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout-out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn, as in (laughs) P-A-W-S? I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. It got your attention. (laughs) It certainly did, mate. But seriously, the PetSure webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for pet sure here. And you know they're presented by Pet Shore's Chief Vet, Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited. And since we've just registered, two less. So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petsure.com.au for more information. Geez, that's better. <laughs> nice. How's that drink, mate? Oh, it's, 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 it's quenched, quenched my thirst quite well. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, now, uh, Lewis, what have you got for us? What have you brought to the table to help to expand our grey matter? Now, oh, I saw this really cool... Um, Scary article. movie? No. Funny about that. No. I saw this really cool game on footy the other week. And uh, actually, who cool Collingwood playing this week? Anyway, so really good uh, article I saw in uh, uh, this is from My Vet Candy, which uh, they sent uh, emails to us. Uh, just I think they digest a few different articles every week. They might have a podcast as well. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast Everyone's these days. Got a podcast, don't they? And it's a little bit about cat psychology, right? So the psychology of cats hasn't been studied as extensively as dogs, but this is what My Vet Candy say. This is what we already know. First one, they've said that cats have been shown to attract and manipulate human attention effectively through solicitation purring. Fact. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think Ollie Fact. does that. You're yep, more likely absolutely. to pat a cat when it's purring than when it's not purring. Yep. Or when they're... Well, well, no, that's not purring. No, that's... no, no, but they're still, but they're still soliciting you, you no, know, to do something. Oh, I know. I know what a purr is. Well, I'll just yeah, well, that, that's not solicitation. Meow. That's meowing. Ah, solicitation meowing. Thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I've got. I've got my. Not I've got my goalposts wrong. Right. Yes. Uh, we're only talking about purring. We're yes. Not- I did. I did have a consult uh, a couple of months ago where an owner from from another country, obviously never owned a cat before, did bring the cat into the clinic, saying it does a lot of this funny noise, and I said, "What does that noise sound like?" And they said, "It does this." I said, is that when you're patting or holding the cat? And they said, yes, it is. Is it sick? Is it going to die? I said, well, if you Google it, it'll say cancer. But if you ask me, it is very. <laughs> and your cat is very, very content. Yes. Thank, Number thank two. You, thank you very much. If you see the nurse on the way out, they'll sort out the bill. Thank you. That'll, that'll be $80. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, cats can discriminate their name from other words, even when unfamiliar humans are calling. Oh, that's cool. wow. That's yeah. interesting. That's yeah. a good one. And then the third one is that cats may be sensitive to human emotional cues and will rub or butt their head against an owner who feels sad. Oh, right. You find that with your cats, mate, when you have a little tear up, you know, maybe when Colin would didn't do so well the other was, week. Certainly when I was watching the end of Toy Story 3 the other day, Melvin was hanging around me quite a bit. So, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe there's something to it. Maybe see what happens when you watch uh, My Teach the Octopus at the end too. Oh, really? That's a, oh, That'll get the kids no, no going. No spoilers. No have spoilers. The, have the tissues ready. It's all I can say. No spoiler. 
yet. Well, I've got so I've got some calamari in the fridge ready for for dinner tomorrow. So maybe, yeah, do you think maybe we should should watch it tonight, ready for the calamari? Have the calamari before we watch it. Ah, uh, ooh, yeah, that's a tough call. Tough call. Do the kids know where calamari comes from? They do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, don't watch it around. Just, just, just hold, just, just hold on, hold on the calamari for a little while. Gotcha. Right. Roger that. Gotcha. So this was, this was study is how to build rapport with cats, a new psycho, psychology study. A team of psychologists at the University of Sussex and Portsmouth have perfected the oh, art I, of I, building. I, I, I like what you did there. A bond with cats. The new study entitled The Role of Cat-Eye Narrowing Movements in Cat-Human Communication. Right. Published online in the Nature Journal, Scientific Reports, has shown for the first time that it's possible to build rapport with a cat by using an eye-narrowing technique with them. This eye-narrowing action by humans generates something popularly known as a cat smile or a cat kiss that was first coined in the book called Tell Your Cat You're Pregnant, an essential guide for cat owners expecting a baby by Dr. Lewis Kirkham, obviously at the forefront of research. This is referenced in my book. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. It's referencing your book, really? Well, no, it's not referencing my book, but this... It was referenced reference, in your... I'm well ahead of... This is eight years down the track, mate, and they're only oh. just working out what I already knew. So, the so-called... Gee, is that, you know, if, if only you'd sold some more copies and more people would have known about it before now. Well, I think that's how they got it, mate. They obviously got a copy of my book and they've gone, we need to do some research on this. Is Dr. Kirkham correct? He knows what he's talking about. That's right. Is he the man of his word? And yes, he is. Uh, the so-called slow bink and seems to make the humans, uh, the human more attractive to the cat. Eye narrowing movements in cats have some parallels with the genuine smile in humans. The Dutchine smile. Have you heard of that Dutchine smile? No. I think it must be the difference between a genuine smile and a, a fake smile. Fake smile, right. You get those little creases in your in the corners of your eyes. Uh, oh, th- uh, thank you very much, Auntie, for my hand-knitted sweater. <laughs> sort of thing. I, that, that must oh, be a Dutchine smile. Or, I really hope Richmond win tomorrow, yeah. Lewis. Yeah. I, I, Go I, for I, it. I, Good I luck. Hope, yeah, I hope Dusty doesn't break his leg and he gets 30 possessions. Yeah. That's just being nasty. No, no, I hope he doesn't break his leg. I hope he has a good game and then they lose by three points. As well as the eye-narrowing <laughs> movements given in positive situations in some other species. The team led by Dr. Tasman Humphrey and Professor Karen McComb, animal behaviour scientist at the University of Sussex, undertook two experiments. The first revealed that cats are more likely to slow blink at their owners after their owners have slow blinked at them. Ooh, compared right. to when they don't interact at all. The second experiment, this time with a researcher from the psychology team rather than the owner, found that the cats were more likely to approach the experimenter's outstretched hand after they slow blinked at the cat compared to when they had adopted a neutral expression. Taken together, the study shows that this slow blinking technique can provide a form of positive communication between cats and humans. So this study showed that cats were more likely to slow blink at their owners if their owners had slow blinked at them compared to when the owner was present in the room, but not delivering a slow blink stimulus or right. as coined in the book, tell you uh, a cat, kiss. a cat kiss, a cat kiss. Cats are more likely to slow blink when an unfamiliar experimenter slow blinked at them compared to when they had maintained a neutral expression. So it's kind of like a, a blown, uh, you know, when you blow someone a kiss, like, you know, in a distance that we're all doing now because we've got a socially distance. Yes. Cats preferred to approach an experimenter after they'd slow blinked at the cat than if they had maintained a neutral expression. This study is the first to experimentally investigate the role of slow blinking in cat-human communication and is something you can try yourself with your own cat at home or with cats you meet in the street. It's a great way of enhancing the bond you have with cats. Try narrowing your eyes at them as you would in a relaxed smile, followed by closing your eyes for a couple of seconds. You'll find they respond in the same way themselves and you can start a sort of conversation. Uh, So our findings could potentially be used to assess the welfare of cats in a variety of settings, including veterinary practices and shelters. In terms of why cats behave in this way, it could be argued that the cats developed the cat kiss behavior because humans perceived cat kisses as positive. 
Mm-hmm. Cats may have learned that humans reward them for responding to slow blinking. It also is possible that slow blinking cats began as a way to interrupt an unbroken stare, which is potentially threatening in social interaction. And I reckon that's a big part of it. If you, you uh, had two cats outside the house the other, uh, other night that were fighting, um, and if they sort of, cats are really bad, I reckon, at reading each other's body language often. And yeah. you sort of see them, they'll, they'll just stand and stare at each other for a really, really long period of time. Yeah. And then sometimes one will just start slinking off and they'll just suddenly just walk away. And there's no body language that you can visually see that says, yep, we're not going to fight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and often they, they uh, so maybe it is the cat kiss they're giving each other to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to separate now. See you, buddy. Yeah. Catch you later. Look, we could we could fight, or we could just have a little kiss and then move on. What do you want to do, Frank? Well, love you, mate. Love yeah. you. I love you too. Yeah, and done. Yeah. Cat kiss, and away we go. I'll yeah. see you tomorrow night. Yeah, good exactly. on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to tell Dorothy that I'm just take, running the bins out, and I'll see you back out here tomorrow <laughs> night. And we'll have a little cat kiss, and then we'll we'll take do it, it back again. Off again. Yeah, do this all over again. So how's that? That's a really cool study. So out there, if you um. We've got a lot of cat listeners, cat owners or listeners. Tell yes. us, does your cat respond to your cat kiss? Your slow blink at them. Give it a try and see what they do. I'm going to give that a shot with um with, with some cats coming into work this week. You know, sit yes. there and just give them a slow blink and see yeah. whether or not they want to come and bunt up to me. You know, some of the cats are a little bit riled up, so I might not get too close to them. You know, but we, we, we make sure we give them a, give them a, uh, their 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 due respect. Well, let me know how you go with that that feral cat that's been caught by the, the local council just roaming the streets that just gives a little cat kiss and I'm sure it'll yeah. be butter in your hands, mate. Can you give us a cat kiss, Felix. Yeah. It'll all be fine. It'll be yeah. great. It'll be all good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, but let us know if you do that, you can get onto some uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Let us know if your cat gives you cat kisses with a slow blink. I'm going to go and test it on Melvin and Parker right now. Nice, nice. Or you can find us on the socials. We'll put up some of those photos. We'll put up the uh, the uh, the embrace, the tree hugging tiger, the tree hugging tiger, the La Gioconda equivalent. Thank you. More yes. Latin. Yes, that's More right. Latin. It's, yes. it's not dead. You're bringing it back. You're welcome. I'm bringing it back. There you go. You, you'd get it. You'd get a Seinfeld reference, wouldn't you? Maybe, possibly. Yeah. If I could only remember what that word was, I'd just have to just check. Uh, no, I can't remember what the word was, the embrace. Anyway, we'll look it up another time. Alrighty, it's been a great episode. <laughs> uh, um, don't forget to listen to us uh, uh, on f- the Flynn's Talk. Um, find it on Facebook. I'm sure it'll be recorded there so you can uh, jump on and see how Lewis and I go at trying to, um, you know, see, Keep it see, together. How, yeah, see, see how we go at trying to get their podcast off the rails. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Keep it together for a live podcast. Hopefully, it should be all good. Anyway, guys, we'll scratch you later. Peace out. We'll be in touch. Sunday. We'll see I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. Awesome, mate. All right, buddy. See ya. Good luck tomorrow night. Oh, oh, what a nice smile. The Jukeen. Cat kiss. Mwah. Mwah. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.